Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to the All Steelers Talk Q&A every Tuesday after Mike Tomlin's press conference. We are week 10, 2-6, and six, coming out of the bye. Things aren't looking great. That being said, there is plenty of time to turn things around. The big question is, can they... Will they? What changes need to happen to make it happen? But I think that there's plenty of optimism as we approach the second half of the Pittsburgh Steelers season. I will be here for 30 minutes. Please toss in all of your questions. I'd love to answer as many as possible about everything that has happened up until this point in the season, everything that will happen moving forward. I think Mike Tomlin gave a bunch of for us to discuss Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, obviously top of that list. Uh, I had some thoughts on Frank Reich possibly being the Steelers next offensive coordinator. I don't know how people feel about that one. Matt Canada is obviously a hot topic of discussion replacing Chase Claypool, William Jackson's integration, DeMonte KZ returning. And on top of that, TJ Watt, the big one. The big one, TJ Watt coming back. Like I said, please toss all your questions in the chat. I'm here to answer every single one of them for the time being. Rashawn Jackson, let's toss it out here. Appreciate you being the first one, kicking these things going. What do you think needs to change the most on the roster minus the coaches? Outside of the coaches, that's a very tough one. So I would say the... The talent, the baseline talent is there, okay? Like the Steelers have a tight end. They have a much better offensive line than I expected them to have. They have options at running back. They have options at wide receiver, on the defensive line, cornerback, safety. You have all those. You have two or three superstar guys in TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and if you consider Cam Hayward still a superstar, then you consider him a superstar. But you need more than that. You need the Pittsburgh Steelers to have multiple stars at multiple positions on both sides of the football to be able to create anything. And in areas that they've needed them in the last two, three years, I mean, you look at the last time the defensive line was good. It was Stefan Tuitt, career year. You had... Cam Hayward, all pro. You had TJ Watt, all pro. You had Bud Dupree, best season of his career. So many things going right for that defensive line. Tyson Alawalu coming into his own. Javon Hargrave, monster in the middle. You look at it today, and it's a bunch of pieces that you hoped put together, but the Steelers have not taken the time until this past draft to actually add quality talent that they could build on moving forward, because that's how they did it last time. It wasn't a, oh, can you mix and match a bunch of pieces and hope that it clicks? I mean, that's that's been the issue here. The Steelers have failed miserably in the draft the last couple of years when it comes to building the offensive and the defensive line, and they're paying the tolls. So that's what you need to see first, is you need the Pittsburgh Steelers to attack both sides of the line, probably get a cornerback, and then hope that you could fill the rest of the pieces over the next couple of years. but When it comes to the roster, I mean, your biggest thing is that you have nothing to build off of. 
You have no baseline. You baseline in all your skill positions. People get really like over dramatic and happy and they push. I mean, I got a buddy who pushes all the time that, oh, the Steelers need to draft this skill position. The Steelers need to draft that skill position. No, they don't. What they need to draft is an offensive and a defensive line because if you have a good offensive and a defensive line, worst case scenario, you find a Lamar Jackson, and I know Lamar Jackson's really hard to come by, but you find a Jalen Hurts and you build a team like the Philadelphia Eagles. You build a team like the Baltimore Ravens where you could take these players like Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders, a.k.a. Najee Harris or Jalen Warren or Kenny Pickett and actually let them do things because the trenches is where you win these types of things. I think that's that's step one is people need to stop talking about Najee Harris and Kenny Pickett and Deontay Johnson and start focusing on where football matters. And that's in the trenches. Definitely the trenches. Do you think the defense will hold up with TJ back? Um, I, I mean, I think the defense will get better. I don't know where the defense baseline is. I think the defensive line, like I said, is is the biggest issue that the Steelers have right now because I think they have options. Like you have eight or nine cornerbacks that you could play. And I mean, at that point, you just have options. Like you have too many options. You don't have a good defensive line when Larry Ogunjobi's not out there. Um, you have no depth anywhere on the defensive line. You need to uh, to build that up, but... I mean, TJ is TJ Watt, and he's a game wrecker as it is. So you immediately see that and go, all right, well, the, that's an upgrade. It's not not an upgrade. You know, TJ Watt comes back. Everything's going to get better, both sides of the ball, hands down. <clears throat> I saw your podcast. Appreciate you. And I agree that it's highly unlikely Steelers admit their mistakes, but could they hire Reich as a consultant to maybe help Canada put it together? That's a That's an interesting take. I like that take a lot. Do they, will they really do that? Uh, that's so tough to say. Just because it follows under the same thing that I talked about in that podcast, and that's the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers are just stuck in this. We will not admit that we hired a bad offensive coordinator, and they're just going to keep it rocking. And they're just going to not admit their mistake until they could go into the offseason and kind of just tuck it away and hide it in the news and whatever. I think that they're just going to take the risk and they're going to go into the off season. They're going to say, Oh, well, we'll have options in the off season. I think that's, that's too risky for me. If I'm running a football team and I'm trying to win now, and I have a rookie quarterback right now, I have a rookie wide receiver right now. I get that the Colts offense was really bad this year, but that, that happens sometimes, you know, like if you're trying to compare offensive coordinators Tell me anything that Matt Canada did that's impressive in his entire career outside of one year with Nate Petterman. And look at Frank Reich's career and say, oh, okay, well, he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. So I don't know. I don't think that they would. I like that. I, I like that idea, though. I like that idea a lot. I don't know. Um, just to plug something right here, Thursday morning, all Steelers talk. Launching a draft podcast, Steelers Draft Talk with Derek Bell and Nick Martin. They're recording it right now, actually, as we speak. I'm very excited. They're diving fully into the NFL draft and to the Steelers, so make sure that you come back. Check that out. It'll be on YouTube at 6 a.m. It'll be on all your podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, at midnight on Thursday. So 
check them out. It's called Steelers Draft Talk, and it'll be on all Steelers Talk channels. Um, the Steelers do need above average cornerbacks. There are way too many wide receivers. The problem is, is that you have too many other pieces too. Like, you know, the, if you follow the Steelers philosophy and what's worked for them for a long time, and I get that, you know, there's a lot of good wide receivers, but there's always been good wide receivers. You build the front seven, you could stop the defensive backfield from struggling because you have Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds and a Cam Sutton who's very, very reliable. That's enough pieces to say, okay, well, you know, if we had a pass rush, this is a totally different game. You know, if you disrupted the quarterback at all, you're putting your cornerbacks in a much better spot to succeed. And so I just think, you know, if it's a priority list and this, this changes, if you have a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, you're not looking at this going, oh, well, you know, you have to build the trenches. No, if Kelly Ringo's there or Keely Ringo is sitting there at eight or nine, you draft Ringo and you feel so okay with that. But if you're in the middle of the first round and there's a solid defensive end or a defensive tackle, you take that defensive tackle or you take that left tackle and you build your trenches, man. You got to always build your trenches. But I agree with you. I think that you do need cornerbacks. You need you need a number one cornerback because camps and then you got to resign Cam Sutton because he's definitely worth it. Um, Steelers have Andy Weidel. Isn't he really good at drafting offensive line? He is very, very good at drafting the offensive line, which brings me back to Reich because those two have a relationship together. I think that, you know, Weidel knows what he's capable of. And I think that they, he could pull some strings in the off season. If Frank is still out there and Weidel's thinking offensive coordinator that has some ability or some connection and, and some resume, some proven resume to say we could build this. Is Pickett the answer to you? I was out the moment they drafted him. So being out the moment you drafted him means that no matter what I say, I'll never convince you of the other side because you've already put it in your head that that's just that that's just what happened. You know, so no matter what I say here isn't going to change anything. That being said, I think you got to give it time. I think that what Pickett's doing right now is rookie quarterback things. Rookie quarterbacks suck in the NFL. And no matter what three or four names you're going to drop in the chat because people do it every single time. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, you know, this guy. Oh, Peyton Manning. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger. I get it, man. I get it. There's been some really good ones. Okay, but the majority of rookie quarterbacks in the NFL suck. You got to let him suck because he works through it. The issue is if you suck with a really, really sucky offensive coordinator and then you don't get a really good offensive coordinator next year, Chances are he's going to suck next year. And then you're hitting the, uh-oh, maybe Kenny is never going to get better. So this year is very, very cautious. Next year, you're going to be walking on thin ice. And if it's on, it, it, realistically, it's on Omar Khan, Art Rooney, and Mike Tomlin to say, do we want to develop Kenny Pickett correctly or do we want to put our pride first and keep Matt Canada? Because if you keep Matt Canada, Kenny Pickett's career is over. If you don't keep Matt Canada, I think Kenny Pickett could turn into something. You know, I, I think that he could turn into a uh, Zach Wilson. If you need him to be a Zach Wilson, he's got the winner in him. He's just got to be able to utilize what he's good at and stop making mistakes, you know? And I, there's a lot of things that are wrong with Kenny Pickett right now that are not the offensive coordinator. 
and he needs a good offensive coordinator to teach him how to get past those things. That's not Matt Canada. So don't give up on Kenny Pickett. I don't know if he's the answer, but I'm not going to judge a rookie quarterback. I'm just, I won't do it. You know, Josh Allen sucked his rookie year. You know, Peyton Manning sucked his rookie year. I'd rather look at that side of the narrative than the narrative of, oh, well, Ben was really good. I don't really care. You know, I care about the guys that sucked because right now Kenny sucks. So might as well look at that side of the spectrum. What two players lose their helmet this week due to KZ and TJ coming back? Um, I would say my two guys that I believe are going to get cut are Jameer Jones at outside linebacker. Ryan Anderson's just surpassed him on the defensive snap count. And I think you could teach Ryan Anderson to play special teams. And then in the backfield, I think it would be Josh Jackson, just because you'd rather have good options. You know, the other choice would probably be Akella Witherspoon, but I think that you could get Josh Jackson out of there and not really, you know, feel bad about getting rid of him. You know, although I think Josh Jackson has had a a good time in Pittsburgh since he's been here and you'd rather have good options. You know, Mike Tomlin says that all the time. I'd rather have more options than I need than not enough options. And I think that that's, that's, that's what you're looking at at cornerback right now. So I would say Jameer Jones is the outside linebacker to go. And Josh Jackson is the cornerback to go. Why do we want the loser that called negative two yards before getting fired from Indy? Go look at the rest of his resume. And then, uh, and then, you know, everybody's got a bad year. Like if you're going to judge him just off of a five, three and one start with a washed up Matt Ryan and an injured Jonathan Taylor and an offensive line that seemingly couldn't do anything for some reason. I mean, you know, that is what it is, man. That's how you want to judge it. That's how you got to judge it. But you also got to look at a guy that did a lot of good things in the NFL throughout his process, has worked with quarterbacks, has worked with wide receivers, has worked with running backs, has worked with them all. He's got the experience, and I think right now experience and positive experience weighs a lot hev- a lot heavier than maybe he wasn't the best offensive coach or be- the best head coach in Indy his final year when the team wouldn't give him a quarterback to build around because you got to remember that the dude has gone from Phillip Rivers, which was a one-year project guy that you should have had somebody behind to try to build. Instead, they said, all right, let's get Carson Wentz, which was an awful decision. And then he went ahead and got Matt Ryan and tried to do the Phillip Rivers thing all over again. That doesn't work long-term. So, uh, you know, you could blame whatever you want on that. And, and I agree that the head coach has to take a blame, but I'm not, I'm not going to say that Frank Reich doesn't deserve an NFL job after this one. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Um. Colts offense was almost as bad as the Steelers. Not sure that OC fixes things. I'm telling you guys, stop judging everything off of what one person did in eight games this season. Stop it. Look way wider than that one. That's that's what you got to do. And and like I'm not saying that Frank Wright is the definite answer and he's the only option at offensive coordinator. I'm saying that right now when you look at the market and who's available to replace Matt Canada currently, right now, today, it's Frank Reich's the best option. That's what I'm going to say. All right, keeping it going here. Appreciate all your questions here. Make sure to subscribe to us, you know. Why is everyone saying fire Tomlin? I don't agree with them because it's, you know, it's the NFL and 
the overreactions are overreactions and there always will be. And fire Tomlin will never, ever, ever leave. You know, people will always say fire Tomlin, just like they'll say everything else. You know, people wanted to bench Ben. People wanted to do this and do that. And that's how it's always going to be, man. That's just what the NFL is. Tomlin will never be fired. Tomlin is here until the day he wants to walk away and go head to the hall of fame. But for right now, you know, uh, he's dealing with a rough patch, you know, but to make it to the suit, the, the playoffs six years in a row. And I get, you didn't win all six of those, but you know, the last three years, he shouldn't have made it to the playoffs. And he did with teams that he shouldn't have won. And there's downfalls to what Tomlin's doing during this rebuild. But overall, he's done way better than most people do when your team should suck. And Tomlin's teams should suck the last four years. Steelers come back, maybe. You never know. You know, I think the big question is how many games you have to win to put yourself in a competitive advantage. And I, you know, I, I think that's like 10. And I think that's really hard to. It's really hard to to get through. Um, Benny here, just to keep keep this one going, because I appreciate your input. Um, doesn't have the arm and can't read a defense. He's having a really hard time reading a defense. I agree. I, I'm not disagreeing with these. But I'll say that, you know. The arm thing's difficult. The reading the defense thing, I think, can be adjusted. I think you just got to work with them and you're you got to have the coaching staff there to be able to work with them. Do I think he was a first round pick? I didn't think any of the quarterbacks were a first round pick, but it is what you have. And I'm more of a, you got to work with what you got kind of guy. I don't make the draft picks. I just analyze them. I'm not saying it was a great pick. I'm not saying it was even a good pick, but I think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I think that you could turn it into something as long as you put the pieces around it to turn it into something. And I think that's where the Steelers got to find the coaching staff. What's Frank done lately? We're really getting into the Frank Reich talk. I appreciate you, uh, DJV, although I don't think that I'll change your mind on this one. Um, what What is lately? How far is is lately? Are we going past Indianapolis? Because, you know, the last time he was an offensive coordinator, he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And, I, you know, after that, he kept Indy competitive up until the last two years. Last year was, I mean, you could say whatever you want. I'm blaming that on Carson Wentz. This year, bad team. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know how much farther back you want to go or what lately you would consider, but that's what he's done. Um, do you think TJ and KZ will make much of a difference considering our offensive line is woeful? Um, I think the offensive line is playing fine, but uh. I think that TJ and KZ will definitely make an impact, an immediate impact. I'm very, I, I mean, TJ is TJ, but I'm very excited to see the three safety sets that the Steelers pull out here. I think that they're going to work well, and I think that's going to boost the secondary a lot, especially if the defensive backfield is still like very iffy. KZ is like, he's a ball hunter type of guy, and he's just a, he's just a player who, you don't put him out there all the time, but when you do put him out there, you feel better about him out there than a guy like Trey Norwood out there or, you know, a guy like, at this point, Levi Wallace maybe or Kella Witherspoon. He's just a reliable veteran to play at third safety and he can move around. 
Um, time to draft CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. <laughs> um, I, I think you got to lose a couple more games. I'd like to see Kenny develop in the second half enough to where the Steelers can eliminate that talk. I'm, I'm nervous that we're going to hit a point in the Steelers season where Kenny's not going to develop at all. And people are going to start pushing that narrative a lot. And, you know, if you get the number one, the number two pick, you got to think about it. I know that. And I agree with that one, but I don't know. That's tough. Who do the Steelers draft if they draft four? Uh, wow. That's, um, that's a great question. So I have names. Obviously, Will Anderson, if he falls, that's I mean, that's the top of the list there. I think Paris Johnson at four isn't a bad pick. He's he might not be the best pick at four, but I think he's a good pick at four. You could. I mean, you could go Paris Johnson if you want to go Paris Johnson. I would like to see the Steelers Four is a great pick, but I would really like to see the Steelers. If they're not going to go four and have three teams in front of them that are picking a quarterback. Because if you have three teams that draft quarterbacks, one, two, and three, and then you're able to get Will Anderson, then, you know, that's amazing. But if you're at four and Will Anderson and two quarterbacks go and you're sitting there, you know, maybe like seven or eight gives you better options to where, or you could like move back to 10 because there's so much talent in that top 10. And I think that where the Steelers needs are, if you could possibly squeeze out another second round pick and have four picks in the top two rounds and then get a guy like Paris Johnson or a guy like Ringo. I mean, that's, that's great. In my opinion, will, uh, will Matt Canada be replaced this year? No, unfortunately he will not. Mike Tomlin made that very clear during the bye week. It's not going to happen. Just, just not. Would you rather sneak into the seventh round and play the chiefs or get a top five, a top five pick? with ease the Steelers making the playoffs this season is the worst case scenario because they're not going to win a Super Bowl. And I know that like sucks to say, like it doesn't feel good coming out of my mouth, but if, if they make the playoffs, they're going to get smoked. It's going to be, it's going to be just like last year. And then you're putting yourself in a position draft wise to where you went from having basically three first round picks to really one and a half first round picks. And you know, it's just not the same. Like you get a top five pick in the first and the second round and you have the bills or the bears second round pick. I mean, you could build, you could, and then you can test next year. You like actually are up in a competitive state against these teams that compete in the AFC. I think that's a, a much bigger win. You know, you got to think long-term sometimes. And I think this is the year. Do I see Brian Flores getting a head coaching job next year? I think he gets interviewed a couple of places, but no, I don't think the defense has done anything enough for him to be in that spot, but I think he'll be interviewed in a couple of spots. I I don't know. It's the Brian Flores situation is so tough because he deserves a head coaching job, obviously, but you know, it's it's kind of really hard to say that another team's going to take a shot on a guy who's in a lawsuit with the NFL. And if you follow the NFL's narrative, you know that they're more unionized within themselves than actually caring about, you know, how they operate this business or look from a fan standpoint. And I just think that's it's a tough situation. Uh, oh, this is a good one. 
what grade would you give the Steelers front office on the draft the last 10 years? And if you could think best and work worst pick of the lot. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this this way. I'm going to look up the Steelers last 10 draft picks. Uh, or at least the last, you know, first round draft picks. Let's go first round draft picks. So, oh, the worst, I'd say the worst has got to be, it's got to be Jarvis Jones, right? Like it's got to be, I don't even think that's a question. It's got to be, there's nobody worse than Jarvis Jones. Like an absolutely awful first round pick, like absolutely disgusting first round pick. The best is definitely TJ Watt. That was a steal where you got TJ Watt. How would I grade them? I mean, it's not good. You know, I think that there's been some really bad years towards the end of Kevin Colbert's tenure where his, his draft picks stunk. But I think that there was a lot in those 10 years that were really good. And I think more towards the beginning of those 10 years was better than the end of the 10 years. You know, I don't know what happened. And there was always busts in every draft. But I don't know what happened towards the end. But the last four or five years were rough in in uh, Colbert's Colbert's draft analysis, you know, but at the same time, like he got steals like George Pickens, a steal in the second round. You know, I think Najee Harris was a good pick. Even if he doesn't pan out, I think that was the right move because I, I saw what they saw in Najee Harris. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, hindsight's 50, 50 and Creed Humphrey should have been the pick there, you know? So you could look at with, with all those, uh, a grade. I don't know. I'd have to look at every single one of them, but it definitely wouldn't be an A. I would definitely say it would not, uh, not would not would not be an a a c i, I could see like a yeah i could see like a b a c i'd have to really look what do you think the steelers record will be at the end of the season and what pick do you think they're going to end up with um i went through the the, the rest of the schedule yesterday or two days ago with steven on the full podcast definitely check that out um i want to say they finished with five wins they finished five and 12 i think it stunk but you know, there's some, and there's like more winnable games, but the the second half of the season, like you have to be more realistic than just go with your gut in certain games. Like they could beat Baltimore. I could see them beating Baltimore once, but realistically, that's not a game that you should pick as a win. You know, you could beat Atlanta, but that shouldn't be a, a team that you bet against either. You know, there's just very, very tough decisions there. You know, you could beat, you could beat Cleveland at the end of the year at home, but that's really tough as well. So I would just say that, uh, Right now, five and 12 is realistic, but Sunday could change the minds of many because I think they're going to win on Sunday. All right, let's check it out. Um, sorry, guys, still strolling here, sticking out for another like three or four minutes, answer a couple more questions. Why are we seeing other fans in the chat? Hey, I appreciate anybody jumping in here. It is what it is. So, do you think the Steelers should tank or get to the playoffs? I don't think anybody should tank. I don't like the word tank. I don't like the concept of tanking. You know, I'll never root for the Philadelphia Eagles or the Philadelphia uh, 76ers because I grew up watching them tank and I just lost all respect for them. You know, and I, and I got buddies who are like, I grew up an hour and a half out of Philadelphia and people were huge 76ers fans. And I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because they, they they tanked. Sorry for that one. My cat's trying to say hi here. Um, 
But if the answer was, if I had to pick, if the question was, if I had to pick a top 10 pick or the playoffs, a top 10 pick. Definitely. Um, oh, there is a Ravens flock guy in here. Welcome to the chat, Jacob Yates. Appreciate you. I think we've all turned right to uh, just hating on the the on the Ravens fan here. Appreciate that. All righty. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here's one about Mason Rudolph. Would Mason Rudolph still be a starter if he was given the opportunity instead of Trubisky? No, no, he would not. Look at I I I bagged on Mason Rudolph for two years. I feel as if I should apologize a little bit, but. At the end of the day, I don't think Mason Rudolph's a starting quarterback in the NFL. That being said, I think he's a great backup. And I think that he should be looked at as a great backup somewhere with an opportunity to start. Like if he was in Detroit, I think he'd start. But he's a professional. He's a leader. He People really like him in the locker room. You know, he's got he's got the physical attributes. He just doesn't have the mental stuff. I think he's a great professional, a great backup quarterback, somebody that will stick around the NFL for a long time. No doubt. Is there any value in letting Mason start any games this season? Absolutely not. Like zero value in that whatsoever. Yeah, your your most value you're gonna come with this season is to cause because think about it like this. It's gonna be Kenny Pickett. He, that's where you're gonna find all your value. If you let Mason start, where is that value? Like, what is that value? He's not gonna resign in Pittsburgh. Never. Never in a million years would he resign in Pittsburgh. Why would he do that? They, the way they've treated him for the last five years is ridiculous. They've thrown him under the bus every chance that they could get. Never gave him a real opportunity. No, he's not going to resign in Pittsburgh. Um, and then at that point, you're kind of just like, you're like, all right, well, we we gave up on Kenny before we even gave him a real shot for a guy that's not around here anymore. So no, unfortunately not. I think at the beginning of the season, that's a different story. But right now, once Kenny got in there, you can't give up on Kenny. You, you just can't. Like, no matter how bad things get for the rest of the season, you can't give up on Kenny Pickett. You have to see if he could push through it. Because, again, if your expectations are Kenny Pickett should be good right now, you have the wrong expectations. You're judging it off of just what Ben Roethlisberger did and, like, five or six other rookies. Look at the whole grand scheme of things. And the whole grand scheme of things is rookie quarterbacks should suck because they do most of the time. Nice. Oh, my man, my man, Tyler, living an hour and a half outside of uh, Lehigh Valley. I'm right outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's where I grew up. Now I'm in the Berg, obviously, but grew up right outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania. So any PA, welcome. Uh, appreciate your, uh, appreciate your love and support, my friend. Um, all righty. Will Witherspoon still be a starter in Pittsburgh? Uh, I think that I don't think William Jackson is going to start this week, but if Levi Wallace is healthy, he's going to start. I think James Pierre is a, a dark horse to start. I think you might as well just give him an opportunity at this point and just say, Hey, see what happens against, you know, a really bad saints team. Plus if a doesn't practice at the beginning of the week, I would say, I would say James Pierre is probably going to start. Like if I had to really take an, a, a guess on what the starting cornerbacks are going to be in week 10, it's going to be Cam Sutton and it's going to be James Pierre. James on the right, uh, Cam on the left. I believe I have that right. Um, and, I, and I feel good about that. I like James Pierre. I think he's good. 
Like, I, I don't think he's good, good, but I think he's like physically really, really talented. And I would like to see if he had developed at all from last year. That's on Juju Smith-Schuster in Kansas City. I love Juju. I think he's a great guy um, with terrible fashion sense, but I've told, told him that before. You know, I'm glad that he, if anything, it shows you this. Last year, I heard excuse after excuse after excuse about how, you know, all offseason about how Juju is just a slot cor- or a slot wide receiver. He's too big. He's he's not good enough on the outside, blah, blah, blah. And then he went to Kansas City and they said, yeah, man, you're going to play on the outside. Look what he's doing. So if anything, that's that's a jab at Matt Canada and the offense for saying, yeah, well, you know, we are extremely narrow minded when it comes to how we utilize our weapons and good offenses are not. Yeah. Um, see if I missed any here before I head out of here. I think we're good. I think we're good. Thank you guys so much for jumping on with me. I really appreciate it. I will do this every Tuesday. Like I've been, I'm not going anywhere. Like I said, about a half hour, every single Tuesday after Tomlin's press conference, week 10, new Orleans saints, Feel how you feel, but I think this one's going to be a win, and I feel really, really good about it. Acrisure Stadium should be bumping. It's Hall of Honor weekend, so hopefully they get a win for some guys like Keith Miller. Um, drop your your questions in the chat still, and me and Steven, who are recording the podcast after this, dropping it tomorrow morning, we will try to get as many answers as we possibly can. Um, make sure to check us out there. Like I said, tomorrow morning, all Steelers talk will drop on YouTube at 6 o'clock. The audio will drop everywhere you get your podcast at midnight. And then Thursday, first episode of Steelers Draft Talk with Derek Bell and Nick Martin live on YouTube and the audio at midnight. Very, very exciting stuff. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Subscribe to us, review us anywhere you get your podcast. We can't tell you how much we appreciate that. We got giveaways and stuff coming soon, so make sure that you're part of the all Steelers talk family. Like I said, I appreciate you jumping on. I'll be back next week. Peace. 